0: Matthew chapter 14, we're going to start reading in verse 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw Him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered Him and said, Lord, if it be Thou, bid me come unto Thee on the water. And He said, Come. And when Peter was come down... Out of the ship he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. I'm sorry, beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? When they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Y'all want to talk to you today about faith. And this isn't really your typical sermon on faith. But what I want to really focus on is, is the kind of faith that Peter had to step out of that boat. That's not typical faith. You know, typical faith, uh, you might say was what the disciples sitting in the boat had believing what they saw that's That's kind of what we see a lot of today is It's not even real faith because they see what's happening. You know it doesn't take a lot to believe what you see with your eyes it It may be what we would kind of call sometimes unbelievable. But you see it happening so you know it's real. And we see that a lot of times. Uh, we see God moving and we we say, man, that, that's got to be God. But you see, the difference is, is we see the result of something and we are giving God credit for it and that's not really what faith is. the The Bible defines faith and you've all read it and heard it many times. It defines it as... The the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So we have evidence that God is working, but we don't actually see Him at work. Okay? So our faith is oftentimes necessarily based on something we have no evidence of that it really even exists. Peter You know, there was only one man that did this. There there was a whole lot of them in the boat. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you. Why did did Peter do that? See, this is where we're really going to focus today. Why did Peter want to get out of that boat and walk on water toward Jesus? What was the purpose in it? You see, there was no need for it. Anybody with any kind of sense knows it's safer in the boat than it is out in the water. I mean, that's just the way we think of things, right? It's safer in the boat. Why was Peter wanting to step out of the boat? Why did he want to walk on the water? Jesus didn't say, hey, if you really like me, you'll get out here and walk on the water. He didn't say, if you want to be saved, you'll get out and walk on the water. You see, there was no necessity for it. There was no need in it. Jesus had not required it of them. But Peter said, I want to get out there. I see Him doing it, I want to do it. Now y'all, there, there is something about that sort of exercise of faith that God likes. And, and, and it's, it's, a, it's something in us that causes us to begin to grow. There was, I think, you know, even without this event, we would say there was something different about Peter than the other guys. Peter was one of these highs and lows kind of guy, right? But y'all, Peter was believing for something extraordinary. Do, do you believe God for the ordinary? Of course you do. It don't take no faith for that, does it? But what I want you to see today is that that extraordinary kind of trust in God is the thing that propels you to the next level in your walk with Him. It's that requirement for that extraordinary faith that brings you to a place that when trouble comes, you, you have this faith that nobody else understands. Why? Because you have experienced God in a different way than they have. You see, those guys sitting in the boat saw what was going on. But they didn't have to get up and step out of a perfectly good boat into water. What was going on in Peter's mind when he stepped out of that boat? Y'all can't tell you that but I know what will be going on in my mind. We need to believe God for things that are extraordinary. When, listen now, even when He has not called on us to do it. You see, it's one thing to believe God for something He's called you to do. And a lot of times that does require a great amount of faith but what I want in my life is not just the things God has required of me. Do you hear me today, church? Because see, God requires things of you sometimes, but sometimes there's things that you can get from God without Him requiring it of you. You understand what I'm saying? It's not God saying, I want you to do this, and you, you say, okay, well, I'm going have to trust you, God, because I can't get there, and then you go and step out on faith and do it. That's, this is a totally different thing we're talking about right now, you see. Because, y'all, there's things in my life that many times I've wanted from God, God didn't ask me to do it. I said, God, I want that. And I had to trust and believe with some kind of crazy, and you know, it is crazy to everybody else, crazy, extraordinary faith. And I had to step out and do that, trusting that God is going to do it. Now, listen, there is a stipulation I want to include in this. We are not talking today about blind faith. Okay? Okay? We as Christians do not have blind faith. What is blind faith? Blind faith is making up something in your imagination and expecting it to come to pass. It's not what I'm talking about, y'all. Our faith needs to be in response to God's Word. Now, let me give you proof of this. Peter said, Lord, if it's You, bid me to come out there to You. You see, Peter was already exercising a little bit of faith by even making that request of Jesus. He's saying, I believe You, since You're walking on water, are capable of making Me walk on water. Now, if it's You... Tell me to come out there. Y'all, if Jesus wouldn't have said come, do you think Peter would have stepped out of that boat? No. you would be a fool too. so, So that's what I'm trying to tell you today. That's not blind faith. Peter's faith was in response to what Jesus said to him. Okay, so my faith needs to be in response to in times that God has not called me to do something, it needs to be in alignment with His Word. So I shouldn't go about requesting or trying to step out into faith on things that are contradictory to the Word of God. Okay, that's that's called being stupid. In case you don't understand that. <laughs> That's called being stupid when you're going to say, I'm going to do this in faith and it's contradictory to what God has said in His Word. Okay? So the kind of faith we're talking about today is the kind of faith that says, God has not specifically called me to do this thing, but this is what I want and it lines up with what God's purposes are for my life. It's what He's already said in His Word. This is the kind of thing... Let me give you an example. Someone is sick. Do you have to wait on the nudging of the Holy Spirit to tell you to get up and go pray for that person? Does he ever do that? Yes. Does that mean he's going to do it every time? No. And it's not necessary. The kind of faith we're talking about today says... The Word tells me specifically, if there's any sick among you, bring them before the elders of the church, anoint their head with oil, lay hands on them, and they shall recover. You see, that's what the Word tells me. So this kind of faith says, God is not telling me to do this. He has not called me and said, you need to go here. But... I believe my God is able and I'm going to go lay hands on this person and pray for them in accordance to what His Word says and my faith is an extraordinary faith because I'm not believing for the doctor. I'm believing that my God is greater and He is going to work healing in this person. You understand what I'm saying? Church, this is where we need to be right now. Because it's real easy to sit in the boat. I'm going to push you a little bit more right now. Who did Jesus have some words to say against right then? He didn't say anything against the people in the boat, did He? He said, Peter, you have little faith. the one that just stepped out of the boat, y'all. He didn't say nothing to the ones in the boat. Why is that? See, see, my common sense today tells me, Peter, you should have stayed in the boat or you wouldn't have got grabbed at. I want you to think about this now. Y'all, there is some just strong truth here you need to grab onto. See, the world today, the, the way our society is would say, You should have stayed in the boat. With everybody else, you wouldn't have got gripped at. See what it gets you when you step out there like that? But y'all, them other guys didn't walk on water. I want to be the one that gets to walk on water, right? I mean, I want that extraordinary experience with God. I'm not looking for the ho-hum, mediocre, same-day-everyday kind of experience with God. Peter walked on water, y'all. I don't care if it was two steps. Can you? No. <laughs> okay? So he got to do something with Jesus that nobody else in all of creation has ever done. He walked on water with him. Why did Jesus drop at him? He was making a point. Look, don't let your pride get in the way. Because how easy would it have been for Peter to step out on that water and say, man, look at me. I'm walking on water. You see, he took his eyes off of the source of all of that. He took his eyes off of the, the object of his faith and began to look at the circumstances and faith began to slip What about the guys in the boat? Why didn't he say anything to them? Because their faith was like this the entire time. Hadn't increased or decreased. It was the same. You say, "Well, isn't that how I want to be?" No, sir." Because here's what Peter does: up and down, up and down, up and down. You cannot have high hills without low valleys. But what happens? As you go up, you don't ever go down as far as you were. You keep climbing. That high hill you go through, your faith increases, and it will carry you over some of those low valleys. What I'm trying to convey to you today, church, is we need to quit sitting in the boat. Listen, God is going to love you. You'll still get to heaven. But don't you want those experiences with God? Don't you want to see God do just crazy stuff in your life? Don't you want to see God just blow your socks off because He's that great? Or do you just want to sit by and watch it happen to other people? Y'all, listen, this is my heart, okay? You, You take it for what you want to. This is my heart. If I would have been sitting in that boat and saw a guy get out there and walk on water, I'd have been on his tail. I'm with you. Let's do it. I ain't going to sit there and just watch and say, I ain't getting out there. But how many times do we do that in our walk with God? We see somebody else go through something and we see God just do a crazy thing in their life. And we just sit there, man. I'm glad that wasn't me. What? Maybe you don't want cancer. Maybe you don't want a tragedy where someone in your family's taken away from you. Maybe you don't want terrible things. But y'all, I want God to do crazy stuff in my life. I want Him to just rock my world with His power and His might. I want to see the hand of God in my life. I don't want to just sit in the boat. How many of y'all know it's easier to believe while you're sitting in the boat than it is when you're out on the water? Think about that. A little quote from one of the commentaries I read said, They who sit securely in their boats are not liable to sink. Right? No risk. Or very little risk. You stay in the boat. You're probably not going to sink. But will you grow in your faith? Will you have those experiences in God's power? You think Peter ever told anybody about how he walked on the water? You bet your life He did. I'd have told everybody I run into, man. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. I don't care, dude. I walked on water. (laughs) It's amazing, right? How do we read this Scripture and just blow past it like it's nothing, y'all? This guy, this man, got out there and defied all the laws of physics and walked on water. And, you know, there is this scientific part of my brain that says, well, you know, God probably caused the water underneath his feet to congeal or something while he stepped. I don't know. This is stupid stuff, right? But, y'all, here's what happened. He stepped out there and God said, the laws of physics are not going to apply in this situation. Is that water under his feet still water? You bet it. It is. Is His foot still made out of the same stuff it was before Him? Yeah. But God said it was so. The same way Jesus was walking on the water is the same way Peter walked on the water. How do you just dismiss this event and not think about it? And not examine the faith that was required of Peter To step out of a good boat into a storm in the middle of the sea. Now, y'all, we ain't talking about a mud puddle. How deep was it? I don't know, but deep enough. After this, what kind of thing could Peter believe God for? Now, y'all, it'd be real easy for some of us to get all... I don't know, over-analytical, and say, well, Peter's the one that denied Jesus. Well, yeah. Talk about lows, right? We have them. But he also had another high after that and one after that. So you can say what you want to about Peter, y'all, but none of the other 12 disciples walked on water. And that's what I know. And you say, well, I'm not really that concerned about walking on water. Y'all, I ain't talking about walking on water today. I'm talking about seeing God do something in your life that just totally confounds the wisdom of all those around you. And they say, how is that even possible? And you say, God, that's how. It's the only answer i got and that's all I need. You think people didn't ask Peter, well, how is it that you walked on water, Peter? Because none of them believed him, I guarantee you how is it that you walked on water? He said, I don't know. He told me to come out there, and I stepped out and walked on it, and then I sunk after a little while. But I took a few steps, y'all. Let me see you do it, right? (laughs) Y'all, that kind of faith is the kind of faith that says, you know what, I'm not happy where I am in the boat. I want something better. And that might be you today. You might be sitting here saying you know what, I want something better in my life. I'm tired of of everything just the way it is, and I'm still going to heaven, y'all. I want more, though. I need more than, than the boat experience, right? I want the experience of doing something with God that's just awesome. Peter didn't get any glory for that. I think that's another part of the reason why he sank. Peter didn't get any of the glory for it. Those few minutes or seconds, however long it was. He walked. He looked around. He began to sink. Jesus pulled him back up. And then they stepped back into the boat. Jesus received the glory. Y'all, that is the kind of experience I want in my life. That's the kind of experience I want in your life. I want you to just begin to believe God for the extraordinary. Stuff that just blows other people. Like, wow, in the world would you even pray for that? It's not possible. That's why. I don't pray to God for stuff I can handle on my own, right? That don't even make any sense. I want to involve Him in my life, but I don't have to have faith for that. I don't have to have faith for, God, let there be a Dr. Pepper at Curry's when I go there so, so I can have something good to drink. They stock that thing every day, sometimes multiple times a day. There's going to be Dr. Pepper at Curry's. I don't have to have faith for that. That's that's not the evidence of things not seen or the substance of things hoped for, right? What I'm talking about today is that kind of stuff that just goes beyond anything anybody in this world is capable of. It says, God, I need you to do something in my life. And then seeing him do it. And then seeing him just say, okay, watch this walk on water. Y'all, we serve a God that there are not words to describe him. Why do we treat him like we have him figured out? you just soak on that one for this week why do you treat God like you have him figured out my expectations of God speak directly to what I think about God that's true What can you believe God for? How far will you push your faith in Him? Think about it. How far are you comfortable trusting in God? There's a limit what I encourage you to do is find that limit and then just blow it wide open and say, I'm going to trust God for something I don't even understand. See, that's our problem. We think we understand God. We think we know what He's capable of. And it's in those moments when you say, God, I don't understand how this is going to work. I don't understand how You're going to do it, but I need it. I need You. That's the moment's that God shows up and says, okay, let me teach you a little more about me. Have y'all ever experienced a time in your life when God exceeded your expectations? See, there ought to be hands all over the place because He exceeds my expectations on a daily basis if I trust in Him. So, I'm going to ask you one more time. How far are you comfortable going in your faith with God?